Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance. Okay, welcome back, Working Interferences listeners. I am your host, Lance Timmerman, and joined is, again, my wife, Holly. Hello. All right, so... Going to be, I think, a little bit more uh, sedate this this week. Way less chaotic. <laughs> um, a lot less alcohol involved in this episode. Yeah, there's none. When I mean less, <laughs> I mean zero. Uh, our last episode was a bit of a shit show. Um, it became... <laughs> the girls had fun. It was all a lot of fun, and it the feedback good been good. It was a venting session for everyone. And to be, a certain, to, to be honest, I think this, this podcast itself has been a kind of my own therapy it's a it's a way to me to vent my spleen and uh and share and what's it's and it's funny we have a lot of dental students out there listening so hey guys it's not as bad as you welcome welcome you know it can always be worse it can always be how we know uh dental students we got seasoned veterans out there and then people just relatively new on on the path and uh hopefully we can shed some light on uh what you got ahead of you the good and the bad. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting because we've gotten a lot of feedback from a, a, our podcasts, and it seems that there's a common thread that has been a real nerve hitter. Yeah. Um, so we were catching up. To, we recently returned from a, a, a weekend away. Yeah, so Lance and I don't take vacations. It's rare that we'll do a vacation. Um, we take a lot of trips, and they're usually two or three days. And then we're back to the grind and doing our thing. A, t- a typical, so being a, a, my work week is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that really does free up a lot of time to be able to, to do some travel, but it's not, it's not a two week vacation. Yeah. It's not a vacation because everything is always incredibly full and rushed and there's very little relaxation. And depending I, on where we're going, it, we sometimes can leave on Wednesday night, right? From work. Other times we leave on Thursday. But if we can leave Wednesday, it, it does free up an, almost an entire day. To, yeah, but we usually come do. back Saturday night Saturday or, or Sunday, Sunday or yeah. whatever. But, it, you know, this last time we were supposed to go see a concert in Salt Lake City, Utah. We were going to go see Erasure, but they canceled their tour as of right now because of COVID. Fuck COVID. And so we decided, hey, let's go. We already had the, the flights well, paid. The thing, it was canceled at the last minute. So we're like, you know, well, let's just go. We can either cancel the whole thing or we can just take what we have and do something. And when we decided, <laughs> we we just said, well, we're going to rent a car anyway. So let's just drive. And we went to Moab. Uh, I, I'd never been to Moab, Utah. Uh, my brother, Clint, I think, has been a few times mountain biking and hiking and stuff. Because he, he seemed to know some things to, for me to go check out. And, Which uh, we didn't check any of those places We didn't out. check them all out. Because, well, we didn't get the advice till it was close to the end. So we, But it was one of those things of, why haven't I been here before? Yeah, for those of you that don't know what Moab is, Moab is this incredibly beautiful desert with these... Rock formations. Yeah, all over it. But they're not all the same type of rock formations. Right. And that we met a guy in the hot tub... 
And he was that sounds ta- that sounds really bad. <laughs> Not this guy in the hot tub, but he, but he dear penthouse. <laughs> Whew. Um, but he told us to go to a couple different places because the rocks would not look the same in any of the places. And that's Yeah, and he was using technical words. Like, oh, you've got the certain blah, kind blah, of rock blah, and, and blah, blah, on blah, top blah. of the other rock. And I'm like, I don't. We know what rocks are. Mm-hmm. I'll skip a rock, but I couldn't tell you <laughs> what it's. But it was spectacular. And then, as many of you know, Doc is taking pilot lessons so that he can get his pilot's license. So he decided to get a little charter flight out of Moab to go back over everything that we looked at. Yeah, so the first day we did Arches National Park, drove around and hiked a little bit up to some of the formations. We saw the, um, what was that first one with a balancing rock? The balancing rock and then um, the eyes. And then we had the, the, the windows and there was windows. a north window, south window. And on the other side of this little cul-de-sac was the turret arch. And so we went up there and, and photobombed in people's pictures accidentally. Um, and then uh, the next night we ended up going up to Delicate Arch. And we went late. And so it turned really, really dark. And for those of you that don't know, Lance and I are not like avid hikers. Let's go hiking. I know looking at me, you would think, <laughs> oh, he must hike a lot. <laughs> we we. Don't we have tennis shoes? We don't mm-hmm. have hiking shoes. We didn't have a backpack. We didn't have water. We <laughs> were like, we were not, very unprepared. We were like, for, it'll be fine. It's not that far. Yeah. The next thing we know, it's pitch black. Every five steps, I'm like tripping, like I'm gonna die up there or something. But we had light. You know, we, we used our phones. There was for, a full moon. In the full moon, which helped. was fantastic but it was kind of a shit show and then the next day we took the airplane and the guy was like yeah you see that place there was a family that died there last year they, they slipped they, they were slipped. taking pictures and, and take, like, taking a step backwards and and that, died because we were fairly close to the death trap that because yeah because we didn't even know where we were going and we really didn't look at the map so so when they say ignorance is bliss yeah, we were having They're a great wrong. time until we were in the airplane and he was telling us that we could have died mm-hmm. and it was a whole thing. Yeah. But So that was pretty cool. But, but I think my favorite hike though was up at Fisher's Tower. Um the sec day 2. Yes, I did like that Where place. we were out in the middle of nowhere, super quiet. There really wasn't there was what? Three other cars and they were had head starts so I only saw like four other people. If that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, it was really cool cuz they have, you know, uh, it, native writing on the wall they've got like weird like little ladders that have been there for who knows how long and it was just a really cool yeah it was one of those things we we tend to travel if we've been someplace the, for the first time we we it's mentally say well we're going to come back otherwise i'd have too much fomo and i try to do everything all in one trip so we left a lot of things we didn't hike nearly as far because we didn't have any sustenance and the right attire and, and anything. We weren't prepared. No, we weren't. But so, it was fun. We had a great time. Now we know what to do to prepare. Of for course, it. we did find a winery. Well, that's what we do. That was in Moab. And and it was fine. It <laughs> it was a cross between porch Franzia. wine and Nevada wine. And so Tennessee wine and Nevada wine got married and had a baby, and that's what we had. So... so it has room for improvement. Yes. Um, it was 
it was fine, and it was the only one in town. So it wasn't like we picked the wrong one. Right. So <laughs> shout out to the girl that was there. Her name was Jor- Jory. I don't know. It's J-O-R-R-E. Okay. But she was super sweet. She did a great job. Admitted that she didn't know anything because yep. you, would, you would ask questions. And, she and she's that, like, I'm that, sorry. That look on her face of, I don't even know. I have, yeah. But she then followed up with, I don't even know. She wasn't even, she didn't she fake didn't it. She didn't try to pretend. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I really don't know anything. So that was good. I mean, I, I appreciate someone to be honest and, and let us know. But that was kind of fun. That's always fun for me. Um, what else? Oh, the, the, really and truly, they don't have great food in Moab. So do not go there. Well, we only had a f- couple meals there. So we can't totally yeah. say that. We might have just gone the wrong. Because that barbecue place was fine. It was okay. But that's the thing. Everything was just okay. It yeah. wasn't bad. It just, yeah. if you're a foodie person, you're not going to get that there. And mm-hmm. most of the people there are kind of hippie, stinky hiker people, which makes sense because that's what they're there for. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so we're recording this real brief. Like we literally got off the plane a few hours ago. Um, but since I'm going to be speaking on Thursday at uh, Chicago Midwinter, if we're going to have an episode at all, we got to do it today so I can get it released in time to get everything else going And those on. of you that are wondering, yes, Lance had to haul a big, huge phantom crystal through the airport. Yes. And same. that's what it's called. And you can only get it in Utah. And I found it and it was beautiful and everybody's just fine. Yeah. So we on Instagram and Facebook make comments about you finding rocks and then I have to haul it through TSA. And again, I had to do that. that. So it's, it's fine. It's, but and I think the meme, but did you die is goes through my head. Nobody I died. did not die. So it's, it's fine. So, um, so it's going to be a big week. This is, this is why sometimes podcasts are hard to get done because we've only got a few hours before we're turning around and going back to the airport to, um, Go back and travel, yeah, lecture, do and something next, things like that. So, uh, but we have had some interesting feedback, and, and um, uh, it's been fun. It's it's. I was actually kind of surprised. I even made a comment to some one person where um, uh, they were they were grateful for some of the the dialogue that the two of us had, and I said, "Oh my gosh, someone actually." Uh, enjoyed uh, our banter and, and benefited and actually listen, <laughs> listen to it and benefit from it. That's just kind of uh, unintentional, <laughs> more of a side effect of, of, yeah, of but things. it's been a comment. It's been a common thread. What she said, we've had it from a few other people, mm-hmm. which is because even the, the episode, uh, Christina Stafford is married to Chris Stafford. She, um, Chris messaged me apparently live, live commenting because she was um, uh, given, he goes, she's giving me uh, dirty looks as Holly's talking about uh, lazy dentist and having people clean up after him and not doing the dishes. And um, that, that seemed to strike a chord with a lot of people. Well, and I, I think it's because you don't really think about it. No. Because that is what your life is. And mm-hmm. unless someone stops and is like, I don't need to be asking you a favor. You cleaning up after yourself is, I shouldn't be asking it like it's a favor mm-hmm. to me. You fucking live here. Mm-hmm. Clean it up. And But it is it is a mental thing because you don't have to clean up after yourself anywhere else that you go. Right. I mean, I, that's, I pay somebody to 
to do that. Yeah. I mean, set up for me, take it away and, and all that. So. Well, and then it's always the, the sky is falling with whatever's happening with you. It's very rare that like even Chris Daffer pointed out, you know, his wife euthanizes animals on a daily basis because she's a, a vet. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a fucking traumatic job. Nah, I couldn't do it. And if anybody should be complaining and needing to go to therapy, it's his wife. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm going to try to get her on the show. Um, that Chris is coming to visit from all the way over on the other side of the pond. Yeah, I don't really for- know how it happened. And because they're coming here to go to Coise. Yeah, he's new. Because he's traveling so far, most people, when they do that type of travel, they don't do a weekend class. They'll just do two, two classes in one week. So they're, So it's an entire week. But somehow he was talking to Lance, and I'm like, well, did you ask if he wanted to stay here? And Lance is like, no. I'm like, well, they can stay here. And he's like, okay, I don't think he'll want to. We're not really super close. But then the next we're, thing we know. We're not convenient, but, yeah. but, but uh, we're fun. We can certainly entertain. So now him and his wife are coming to stay with us for a week. So now I got to <laughs> clean my house. And that means Lance has got to clean the house because I, no, I he's not people. paying me. <laughs> I, I pay people to do that. <laughs> I'll so, do the dishes this time. Sorry, Chris, for whatever you get. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, it's, um, we were talking about, uh, how this, this show has been almost therapy for me, that, that, the, the catharsis of being able to vent. Um, so does that mean I don't need anybody like better help? No, I think everybody (laughs) needs to have a professional that they go and work with, whether it's once a month, once a week, five times a week. I'm not judging. Five times seems a lot. Sometimes you need a lot. Okay. All right. When I first started going to therapy, I went twice a week. Mm-hmm. Now I'm down to once to twice a month. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's still touch and go. And I've been seeing my therapist now for almost three years. Okay. So it just kind of depends. Who were we talking with? Uh, it was at dinner last night where we were talking about having therapy and that they didn't know that you actually interview because they hadn't done any therapy yet. That you actually can interview um, therapists to find the right, right one, the right fit. Because uh, yeah. Brianna talked about it, she's got someone new, um, and went through a couple people before she set, not settled, but uh, decided on this the current one. Yeah, you should never call somebody cold call and say, "Hey, I want you to be my therapist." You need to call and say, "Yeah, I would like to do a meet and greet with you and kind of see if we'd be a good fit." Okay. Um, is that a pretty typical method it for is a, finding a therapist? Unless you're going off of a straight referral from a friend. And then does insurance get involved here? Sometimes. Okay. So. What if you have no insurance? Then they actually make it more affordable than if you do have insurance. Oh. And so it's it, it can be expensive. Like I said, if you're going multiple times a week, mm-hmm. no matter what, it's going to be be expensive but it may be money well spent mm-hmm. you know but like better help things like that they make it very very affordable for people to be able to get therapy okay and, and is it a flat fee or is, is therapy uh have a wide variety of ranges um i think it's generally between 75 and 150 dollars a session mm-hmm. um if you have insurance then you're just probably going to have your copay or whatever and this um, session is a session an hour? It's generally an hour. Generally an hour. All right. Um, but I mean, asking for a friend. <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, 
it if you're a dentist, if you're a dental student, if you're a married to a dentist, I mean, you've been brought up in therapy multiple times. Oh, I figured. But it's just things that I have because there's issues that I have that we I just have to work it out and figure it out and get a different perspective and it's much healthier than keeping everything festering inside and then you just blow and that's always what happens and it's that isn't good for anybody around you to, for you to just blow I mean I've had employees that have said you know I've worked with doctors in the past who will throw things and who you know if something's not going well automatically it's my fault because he doesn't have anyone else in the room to take it out on and I'm going to tell you right now that's bullshit so if you're somebody who throws instruments who throws towels who slams things down Get your ass to therapy because you're at the you're looking at the wrong target. Right, right. Although I'll I'll, I'll admit I um I'd heard stories of people throwing things um when during dental school and shortly afterwards people would tell me about people throwing things and then we, I, I've had some employees that I'm like oh now I can understand why they would throw things not that like at them but uh, when you have someone who is in the wrong position. It can be very, very frustrating working with somebody who doesn't know what instruments to use or, or anything like that. So I can understand where they would. I still don't do it, but, but I, I can see. But if you were going to therapy, you would learn how to better communicate with that person. Well, no, it, you would have just fired them. Well, either if they're, well, the wrong, if they're in the wrong position, if, if they're well, <laughs> In the, okay, so you're saying wrong position in their job, not in the wrong position in the chair. Right. They shouldn't be a dental assist, a chairside okay. assistant. That's but, the wrong position. You know, there's doctors who do things completely different than the doctor that they worked for before. Okay, so if you've hired this person, guess what? You got to train them. You've got to communicate with them mm-hmm. and train them because it's not their fault that the guy that they worked for before doesn't do it exactly the way that you do it. And if you can't communicate with them, that's your failure. Well, essentially, the, the reality is anytime there's a, a, an employee that's performing poorly, it's always it always comes back to me as the employer. I hired them. I either trained them or should have trained them. You know, I hired the wrong person. Uh, I didn't the train them enough but you go to or these, whatever it is. You go to these Yahoo um, companies that they're supposed to be remaking your office and they're trying to teach you how to speak to your staff. Like a consultant. Yeah, consultants. Consultants are not therapists. Right. A therapist teaches you how to communicate. No, well, a lot of the coaches, because I remember when we worked uh, with our our first coach. Well, they they tell you what to say, but they don't teach you how to communicate. They're just telling you what to no, say. No, they did. They actually did teach us the way we had Are workshops. You talking about Elizabeth? Yeah, Elizabeth okay, and Taylor. El- Elizabeth was totally different, and I've never seen anybody like her ever again. I'm just and saying. she's retired, so don't go looking <laughs> so for her I'm just again. saying that a good uh, coach, because a, a lot of my employees, after being coached with them, started to communicate better with their their own relationships with their spouse because they learned 
for clarification. Help me understand. Why why do you feel this way or, or whatever? Very much a communication workshop. So working with those coaches absolutely enhanced communication because... Yeah, but most of them aren't like that. I don't know most of them. We know plenty of them. I know lots and I get frustrated with some, but I don't know most. But a therapist teaches you how to do it on a daily basis and they teach you, help you to figure out what your triggers are Mm -hmm. and how to avoid them. Mm -hmm. And My triggers are dentistry. So... (laughs) What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, but again, I just really feel like everybody who's in this field needs to go to therapy. Yeah, I'm sensing a trend here. But I mean, it's just, it makes you better as a person because it it makes it so people can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see where um, people should look into therapy. I should look into therapy, go to... Uh, <laughs> People, Better help. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I wanted to bring up, um, we had a, pay, a, a listener who um, had a, a health issue uh, right after Christmas. And so the post that I hope they don't mind that I'm going to use this, I'm going to read most of their post. I'll try to leave things out so that it's not Just too identified. Don't say their name. Right. But, um, this person had been out of their office since before Christmas. Um, practice has been doing great income wise. They're hearing that, that the office though needs their leadership, but the bank accounts look great. The associate is loving having all the assistants cranking and they're paying themselves. Their passions are to actually teach in surgery and we'll love to focus on just doing that and considering going back, but only going back for three days a week. And what's had po- the poster said, what would you do now? I have always What would been, we do? We go to three days a week. <laughs> We've been doing three days, but we're a little bit different because we're only three days. We don't have an associate. The practice isn't open when I'm gone. So, you know, it would be interesting to see if I was to try to bring on an associate, if we, how productive we could be. Um, certainly, would don't, it doesn't feel like we have the volume for it, but if I had someone actually doing piddly dentistry, we might be able to keep them busy doing composites and minor things that I refer out and, and whatnot and all the big cases. You know, yeah. Keep. I just think that if your practice is not doing anything production wise different and it's better for you mentally to maybe not be there as much, I don't see why not try it out. Yeah. I, I would get- go, definitely try it for a while. Um, what was funny is they then said, yeah, I was listening recently to working interferences with Lance and Holly and it impacted them very heavily. They are that <laughs> they admit that we are weird to be married to. We are prima donnas and have people we expect to clean up after us. Thing is, uh, this person would choose to do it again and again. I think I must have been saying dentistry sucks and I shouldn't have done it. They're saying they'd love dentistry and would still do it over again. They just don't want to have to try so hard to make it to provide. Um, this time, uh, the, the time off base has proven that they could actually hire someone to replace them and work when they wanted to. And that's the thing. If, if your income, your livelihood isn't dependent on you being there five days a week or whatever it was before, and two to three days a week is plenty. Guess what? You become a business owner and not an employee. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you definitely get the, the benefit uh, of the time. I mean, I got to say that our we, we basically have four-day weekends every week yeah um 
sometimes when we go on out of town or travel, we work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we come back and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we actually don't take any time off, but we have a week off right, know, right in there. So um, I think if you can manage, because we were as productive and we, it was like, you almost like it was a dare uh, to me like eight years ago when you said, let's go just do three days a week. And I said, let's just do it to see how the production goes. Well, because my thing was, production like, didn't go I down. don't understand why we're working four days a week. Well, it was only three and a half because we got done at one thirty on Thursdays. Okay. So and that was your, your point was, why are we even here for these couple hours? When there's other holes in the schedule where we could put everything in those three days and we wouldn't feel overworked. We're not, we're still seeing one patient at a time where. Well, and I at the time I was doing two hour lunches on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. And you're like, why don't we just go back to one hour lunches and add an hour to each day. So all the days that we were working on Thursday were absorbed into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. We just changed it up. And, so. you know, but there's been some times where you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. It's making it harder for us to sell it. Well, it's harder to find employees because most people don't want, even though the hours are very similar, we're doing 30 hours instead of 32 or 34. Right. Um, many people are like, oh, I'm looking for four days a week. And you're like, eh, you should really not, look into this. Yeah, uh, well, and that's the thing is they equate, equate the hours to the days. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not doing three tens. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Is I mean, is, we're in it, we're in the office for nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine hours. to nine and a half. Yeah. So and so, it it's a long day, but it's only three days, and that's what we tell our staff. It's only three days a week. You have two days a week that are business days that you could do any of your dental appointments, your doctor's appointments, appointments, whatever. Errands that you got to run. You do that Thursday or Friday. Yeah. You've got four days to choose from. Mm -hmm. You know, they still get paid for their benefits if they want to do health insurance or whatever. Yeah. We we still consider that a full-time employee. So they don't have to worry about qualifying for other benefits and, and whatnot. So they still... Still count. But yeah, I am a big advocate of the three day a week. I feel like um, when you're burning the candle at both ends, nobody is winning. Right. And if your schedule has holes in it or your hygiene has holes in it, and if you took away the, the day and added an hour on the other days and just filled your schedule... And if you're worried, well, some of my patients need Fridays. Well, great. Alternate every other week. Yeah. If you feel like you need to have those days, move it around a little bit. Um, I know a few people. Uh, I'm pretty sure Craig Harder. I think he does like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or maybe just the alternate the Thursdays. Yeah, and I the think Mondays. it's just the week. The- so it's always three days a week, but. I don't think maybe Fridays aren't in it at all, but a person certainly could. Right. And um, then they're getting long weekends all the time. Right. Until they then have to then go back to that Monday. Yeah. And they have and then there's the two a days. Two day weekend in there. Um, we don't do well with the two day we, weekend. <laughs> every time we've tried, it just is horrible. We just don't enjoy it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm a, I, I wholeheartedly endorse when people are considering a three-day work, I think you'll you're, you'll be surprised how productive you can be. Well, also, in and how much you enjoy it more. I think when you know that you can do anything for three days. Yeah. And as much as I, Mondays always suck. Mondays are Mondays. Yeah. But 
by the time Monday's over, it's like, shit, I only got two days left. It's it's like it would have <laughs> been an equivalent of a Wednesday. I know. It's I, like, I just, Thursday, Friday. Okay, I just have two days left. I can do anything for two days. It's yeah. fine. And but, then, yeah, on Tuesday, which is notoriously just that, that forgotten day because it just kind of is there. It's our Wednesday. Yeah. So and and then you're just done. And then you can do CE. You can I work on at the winery on the weekends when we're home and I do something that I love. And people at the winery are always joking, What are you doing here? You work during the week. And I'm like, Yeah, this is my fun job. Yeah. Everybody loves to be at the winery. Yeah. No one wants to be at the dentist, but they want to be at the winery. Yeah. So, and now that it's kind of funny, now that the kids are out of the house, it's, it's like, well, I got Thursdays or Fridays. Sometimes there's not much going on. So I, I've picked up hours here and there to help out friends at other practices and, and things. And, but someone recently said, well, then why don't you just open up? If you're going to be working elsewhere, why don't you just open up more days? Because then you're, you don't have to be in charge. Yeah. It's, it, there's definitely you, something to be said to be able to just go in and just do your best. Well, you, just Flintstone in it and you just punch <laughs> your ticket and you <laughs> come home. Yeah, although I, I do think it's somewhat liberating as well to be able to, when you go in for the treatment plan, you're doing a recare exam at somebody else's office. No one's thinking that you're looking for a boat payment. You're just like, no, you should do a crown. Well, couldn't we be written? You can just say, what what is the best treatment and not have to think twice about how you don't know them, so you don't know their economic background. You, like Hannah had said last week, she thinks the younger docs are, are trying to save people money. Well, my thing so, is... Yeah, I know. Well, I grew up with that story, don't borrow a jack. Don't borrow trouble. Don't get so worked up about somebody else's treatment. Just tell them what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Tell them how to fix it. And either they'll figure out how to pay for it or they won't. And do it or don't. And if you, you most of the time, I'm not the one doing the work. So it's just like, this is what, I, what should well, be done. even and, in your own practice. But in my that own was practice. a big lesson, I think, for us to learn. And that's been a big lesson for our staff to learn. You don't ever know how much money someone has. So the take home is don't diagnose the pocketbook. Oh, you don't know what they've don't got. Don't do that ever. Um, but also don't ever own anybody's problem. It's their tooth, their problem. Well, and that's, that's a big thing that. So I shouldn't I'm, care about their tooth more than they do. Well, and I've even said that to people. I've mm-hmm. said that in consultations that, listen, this is your mouth. I don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. I, it's just my responsibility to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. So you do nothing, you do all of it, you do some of it, that's on you. This is what's wrong. This is how much it's going to cost you. Talk here, amongst your, yourself. Here's your choices. We yeah. can do this or this. I don't get too complicated. I don't have five different no. options. It's here's the very best. Here's a compromise that's acceptable. And then you know, always make sure they understand there's a choice. You don't have to do anything. Do nothing. But But the biggest mistake I feel like these people are making is, first of all, they they assume that their patients are stupid, mm-hmm. so they don't bother to explain what's happening. Mm-hmm. And two, they look at them and assess how much money they have based on how they're dressed or what's happening in their mouth. So that is something that I have learned is the worst thing you can do. And it's because... Some, I mean, we will have people that come into our office and we'll say, this is going to be $80,000. And they're like, okay, do you prefer cash or yeah. do, do I get a discount for paying cash or should I just finance this? Or do you want me, do you want a credit card? What do you want? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, uh, okay. Cash is great. Yeah. I'll take cash. But I mean, it's one of those things where 
you just assume because they have yuck mouth that they don't have any money or that they have ripped up jeans and they look like they've been working under a car for the last 12 years and haven't come up for air. Well, that's because they don't value any of that. They're sitting in your office now telling you, I'm valuing this. This is why I'm here and I've taken time off. So tell me what I need to do. Yep. And sometimes some people suddenly are motivated. They they have a history of doing nothing. And suddenly, for whatever reason, and I don't care why, they are motivated to make a difference, make a change. And so the change is they're investing investing in their oral, oral health. So... Um, well, Holly, this is an advice show. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> now that I've done rambling on and on and on. So on. this is, this is an advice show. This is an advice show where we answer the questions that, uh, we find on Reddit. Reddit. We find, uh, uh, questions in the neat little Facebook groups. We try to answer the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. So. We do have a Reddit question. We're probably only going to be able to do one Reddit question this week okay. because we, we've been rambling about Moab and, and things for about a half hour now. And therapy. And therapy and, and, and whatnot. And my, and my opinions. You're, and you have many. I do. <laughs> so, um, so I thought this would, uh, this would be a good one. Um, simple uh, one to do. On uh, Reddit user, please help 000. Brushed for the first time in four months last night. Be brutally honest. How fucked am I? Basically, I've been depressed, and I'm the laziest person alive, so I didn't brush my teeth for the last four months. My teeth have been hurting lately, so last night I finally brushed and used fluoride mouthwash. It was a fucking bloodbath, and my gums were bleeding for at least an hour after brushing. After I brushed, I could see like dark spots on my two, my top, my two top front teeth. I'm 22 years old. Please just tell me how fucked I am. Like, supposedly, what kind of dental work will I need to get done? Okay, first of all, congratulations for actually brushing your teeth. Because this sounds like a situation where you probably need to see someone other than a dentist. You probably need to get some help and deal with the depression aspect of it. And as far as... Go back to therapy. Go back to therapy. Although if you, if the depression's there, it might be a little bit more than just therapy. You might actually need a medical, pharmacological assistance. Get a referral. You might have to go and see a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know which one that is. They're they're both. But good for you for just recognizing, I just have to do this. You got up. Mental health is a big, big thing going on nowadays, especially with the pandemic and people dealing with It's been really bad for people. And you know what? good on this person they they admitted that it they was recognize a, it that's it was a bloodbath and it was a disaster for them but good on you you did it now the next time it'll be a little bit better well that's the thing that i always like to make sure people understand is because some people then when they say oh i don't floss well why not well because every time i floss it bleeds okay people need to understand that if you keep doing it the bleeding slows down and goes away and it, you your gums shouldn't bleed when you floss so the fact that they did just means, okay, they're inflamed, but that inflammation is reversible. Now, if there's been bone loss, that part's not reversible, but gingivitis is a reverse, reversible situation. And this person, you know, probably needs some professional help, not just therapy, but also go get a hygienist to yeah, you, flush underneath the gum, use a Cavitron, get in there, get them health. Um, well, and you know, you're saying you tools. Saw, found some dark spots. So, you know, 
it might it might end up being it might be stains. Yeah. You don't know what you've brushed out. Might not be as bad as you think. Yeah. Don't don't borrow the worst case scenario in your mind. Let it go. Well, it might not be as bad as you think. And because some people they they think the worst and so they just say they give up. Well, what's the point then? And they don't do anything. Right. And that that could be much worse. And so, you know what? My my advice is keep brushing your teeth. Call and make an appointment. I know in a lot of areas, there's a, it's hard to find an appointment to get in there and get your teeth cleaned. Get in there, have them do an exam, have them do x-rays, get yourself on a maintenance plan, take a deep breath, and take one step at a time. Yeah. Now, they also should understand, I, I think there's a misconception out there, this person is 22, so they probably just haven't been educated on it. You always hear that fluoride's so great. Great. You So this person used a fluoride mouth rinse. Fluoride is actually not going to help your gums. Fluoride is more to help remineralize or strengthen teeth. But for your gums and those issues, you want a different type of a, of a mouth rinse. Um, one that has maybe hydrogen peroxide in it. Uh, one that has some other chemicals in there. The fact you're doing anything at all is is good. Uh, even just warm saltwater mouth rinses is, is good. Um, baking soda rinses is good. Uh, something to flush everything out. Nothing replaces good old brushing and flossing, but if you can do that and then add a mouth rinse, and I'm not saying oh, don't don't use your fluoride mouth rinse. If that's all you've got, that's great, but it's probably not going to help your gums unless there's other things in that mouth rinse besides just fluoride too. So at one point, I'll go ahead and say Crest Pro Health was this all, we were all high on Crest Pro Health. We found that there were enough Chemicals, a lot of people are having reactions to Crest Pro Health, so we don't really recommend it as, as much as we used to. Um, but okay, my, my absolute favorite is Listerine. I do too. Old I like the burn. school green burn. Yeah. Make your eyes water. Yes. Now, the downside, because of the alcohol content, it can dry out the tissues or dry out restorations or, or things like that. But yeah, I, I still use Did Listerine. You get the non alcoholic yeah. kind. Lister free. Yeah. But I yeah. just like that whole minty I do prefer the burn. and the burn, and it's like a weird little thing for me. And I like that 99 cents at Safeway. Go get some hydrogen peroxide, just a cap full in your mouth. The first time you do it, it's going to foam like old yeller right before they shoot them. Uh, but if you keep doing it, then they won't foam like that. And you, do, if you, and you don't swallow it. You swish it around. Swish and spit. Spit, spit it out. You don't have to. And maybe just once a week. You, you don't want to do hydrogen peroxide too often. It can have some other side effects as well. But occasional use like that is good because the bacteria that cause the, the bleeding gums hate oxygen. And hydrogen peroxide is a great source of oxygen to inhibit that, that bacteria. So, But yeah, good on you. Double O zero zero. Please it? help zero zero zero. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, you got two two places to go: the yep. therapist and the dentist. And yep. I think you'll be I think you'll be fine. So, uh, how many millions of dollars will it cost you? It might not cost you anything. It might really well if you have insurance. Might, might be nothing. Maybe you you know a couple hundred dollars out of pocket if you end up having perio issues. But overall, I think it's going to cost you a lot less money today then it's going to cost you in five years if you don't take care of it now. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is what, what cost you $200 today? If you do nothing five years down the road, you're looking at probably three to 5,000 in fixing what should have only cost you a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Big picture. It's a better to invest now than, uh, than repair things later. So, and yeah, so so yeah, that's what's going on with us. 
So, uh, yeah, you, I think it's, we should probably just wrap this up so I can get everything ready and get it released out for this week. Come see Dr. Timmerman so if in you, Chicago. If you're listening to this and it's already Thursday, then, then too it's bad. too late. It sucks to be you. Yeah. But um, otherwise, yeah, uh, come give me a holler. Say hi if you see me on the exhibit hall or whatnot. So, um, Holly, if someone actually wants to avoid talking to me and talk to you directly, how could they find you? Um, Globetrotter Grub on Instagram. Okay. It's a public uh, Instagram, so you can follow me, send me messages, what have you. Uh, and you won't wait three years to respond? And I don't wait three years to respond. And then you've got uh, Holly Homiak Timmerman on Facebook. Um, but don't don't take it wrong if she doesn't accept a friend request because half the time she's like, "Who's this person?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am a little bit weird with my Facebook. If I don't know you, I probably won't accept you to be my friend." I'm so a little I've been bit telling more... her. I said um, they might be listeners, so so go to my Instagram. You could be friends with me. There. I'm just saying, don't take it personally if she doesn't friend yeah, request well, you. Well, and I don't want re- people to feel like I'm ignoring you because I'm not, but. Yeah. I'm a little bit weird with my Facebook <laughs> versus Instagram. So, so you can find me um, on Instagram at drtimmermandmd. You can find, but don't message me because I probably won't respond for three years. Uh, I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> now that he knows how to do it, <laughs> now I know where to where to click that one button. Uh, turn the notifications on. We're also we do have an Instagram page that you're going to take over. Apparently. Yes. So. Uh, Winter Ferences on Instagram and Winter Ferences. Slowly on, spell it because it took me three times to get it's it. It's W Interferences. So Winter Ferences. It's on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle. Uh, we're on all of the social bullshits. Social bullshits. So uh, we are, we can be found. We're actually looking at um, revamping or redoing the website so it's a little easier to find and all of our episodes can be listed there more easily um and all that kind of stuff so but we are talking about um we usually finish the show with a song and so, Holly, the you whole were... time we were in moab we always come up with a kind of a band or something that we listen to the whole time we're there and this time it was bowling for soup yeah. And this is one of my favorite songs because, well, I my freshman year of high school was this year. <laughs> well, there you go. So we are going to use Bowling for Soup's song 1985. So this is Lance Timmerman for Holly Timmerman. Peace. Love you.
in pink, even St. Elmo's fire. She rocked out to Wham, not a big Limp Biscuit fan. Thought she'd get a hand on a member of Duran Duran. Where's the mini skirt made of snake skin? And who's the other guy that's singing in Van Halen? When did reality become TV? Whatever happened to sitcoms, game shows, on the radio? And bring back... Spring.